Day 10, the second story of the Decameron. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Decameron by Giovanni Boccaccio. Translated by J. M. Rigg. Day 10, the second story. Gino di Tacco captures the abbot of Cluny cures him of a disorder of the stomach and releases him the abbot on his return to the court of rome reconciles gino with pope boniface and makes him prior of the hospital when an end was made of extolling the magnificence shown by king alfonso towards the florentine knight the king who had listened to the story with no small pleasure bade elisa follow suit and forthwith elisa began Dainty, my ladies, undeniable it is that for a king to be magnificent, and to entreat magnificently one that has done him service, is a great matter, and meet for commendation. What then shall we say when the tale is of a dignitary of the church, that showed wondrous magnificence towards one whom he might well have entreated as an enemy, and not have been blamed by a soul? assuredly not else than that what in the king was virtue was in the prelate nothing less than a miracle seeing that for superlative greed the clergy one and all outdo us as women and wage war to the knife upon every form of liberality and albeit all men are by nature prone to avenge their wrongs tis notorious that the clergy however they may preach long-suffering and commend of all things the forgiving of trespasses are more quick and hot to be avenged than the rest of mankind now this to wit after what manner a prelate showed magnificence will be made manifest to you in my story gino di tacco a man redoubtable by reason of his truculence and his high-handed deeds being banished from siena and at enmity with the counts of santa fiore raised radicofani in revolt against the church of rome and there abiding harried all the surrounding country with the soldiers plundering all wayfarers now pope boniface the eighth being at rome there came to court the abbot of cluny who is reputed one of the wealthiest prelates in the world and having there gotten a disorder of the stomach he was advised by the physicians to go to the baths of siena where they averred he would certainly be cured so having obtained the pope's leave reckless of the bruit of gino's exploits he took the road being attended by a great and well-equipped train of sumpter horses and servants gino di tacco getting wind of his approach spread his nets to such purpose as without the loss of so much as a boy to surround the abbot with all his servants and effects in a straight pass from which there was no exit which done he sent one of his men the cunningest of them all with a sufficient retinue to the abbot who most lovingly in gino's part besought the abbot to come and visit gino at the castle whereto the abbot very wroth made answer that he would none of it for that naught had he to do with gino but that he purposed to continue his journey and would fain see who would hinder him sir returned the envoy assuming a humble tone you are come to a part of the country where we have no fear of aught save the might of god and where excommunications and interdicts are one and all under the ban 
wherefore you were best be pleased to show yourself agreeable to gino in this particular as they thus spoke gino's soldiers showed themselves on every side and it being thus manifest to the abbot that he and his company were taken prisoners he albeit mightily incensed suffered himself with all his train and effects to be conducted by the envoy to the castle where the abbot being alighted was lodged in a small and very dark and discomfortable room while his retinue according to their several conditions were provided with comfortable quarters in diverse parts of the castle the horses well stabled and all the effects secured none being in any wise tampered with which done gino heed him to the abbot and sir quoth he gino whose guest you are sends me to entreat you to be pleased to inform him of your destination and the purpose of your journey the abbot veiling his pride like a wise man told whither he was bound and for what purpose whereupon gino left him casting about how he might cure him without a bath to which end he kept a great fire ever burning in the little chamber and had it closely guarded and returned not to the abbot until the ensuing morning when he brought him in a spotless napkin two slices of toast and a great beaker of vernaccia of cornelia being of the abbot's own vintage and sir quoth he to the abbot gino as a young man made his studies in medicine and avers that he then learned that there is no better treatment for disorder of the stomach than that which he will afford you whereof the matters that i bring you are the beginning wherefore take them and be of good cheer the abbot being far too hungry to make many words about the matter ate albeit in high dudgeon the toast and drank the vernaccia which done he enlarged on his wrongs in a high note with much questioning and perpending and above all he demanded to see gino part of what the abbot said gino disregarded as of no substance to other part he replied courteously enough and having assured him that gino would visit him as soon as might be he took his leave of him nor did he return until the morrow when he brought him toast and vernaccia in the same quantity as before and so he kept him several days then having marked that the abbot had eaten some dried beans that he had secretly brought and left there of set purpose he asked him in gino's name how he felt in the stomach were i but out of gino's hands replied the abbot i should feel myself well indeed next to which i desire most of all a good breakfast so excellent a cure have his medicines wrought on me whereupon gino caused the abbot's servants to furnish a goodly chamber with the abbot's own effects and there on the morrow make ready a grand banquet at which all the abbot's suite and not a few of the garrison being assembled he heed them to the abbot and sir quoth he tis time you left the infirmary seeing that you now feel yourself well and so saying he took him by the hand and led him into the chamber made ready for him and having left him there with his own people made it his chief concern that the banquet should be magnificent the abbot's spirits revived as he found himself again among his men with whom he talked a while telling them how he had been entreated wherewith they contrasted the signal honour which they on the other hand had one and all received from gino 
Breakfast time came, and with order meat, the abbot and the rest were regaled with good viands and good wines, Gino still suffering not the abbot to know who he was. But when the abbot had thus passed several days, Gino, having first had all his effects collected in a saloon, and all his horses to the poorest jade in the courtyard below, heed him to the abbot and asked him how he felt, and if he deemed himself strong enough to ride. The abbot replied that he was quite strong enough, and that twould be well indeed with him, were he once out of Gino's hands. Guido then led him into the saloon in which were his effects and all his retinue, and having brought him to a window, whence he might see all his horses. Sir Abbot, quoth he, you must know that tis not for that he has an evil heart, but because, being a gentleman, he is banished from his home and reduced to poverty, and has not a few powerful enemies, that in defence of his life and honour, Guido di Tacco, whom you see before you, has become a robber of highways and an enemy to the court of Rome. But such as I am, I have cured you of your malady of the stomach, and taking you to be a worthy lord, I purpose not to treat you as I would another, from whom, were he in my hands, as you are, I should take such part of his goods as I should think fit, but I shall leave it to you, upon consideration of my need, to assign to me such portion of your goods as you yourself shall determine." Here are they before you, undiminished and unimpaired, and from this window you may see your horses below in the courtyard. Wherefore, take the part, or take the whole, as you may see fit, and be it at your option to tarry here, or go hence from this hour forth. The abbot marvelled to hear a highway robber speak thus liberally, and such was his gratification that his wrath and fierce resentment departed from him nay were transformed into kindness insomuch that in all cordial amity he hasted to embrace gino saying by god i swear that to gain the friendship of a man such i now deem thee to be i would be content to suffer much greater wrong than that which until now meseemed thou hast done me cursed be fortune that constrains thee to ply so censurable a trade which said, he selected a very few things, and none superfluous, from his ample store, and having done likewise with the horses, ceded all else to Gino, and hid him back to Rome. Where, seeing him, the Pope, who to his great grief had heard of his capture, asked him what benefit he had gotten from the baths. Whereto the abbot made answer with a smile, Holy Father, I found nearer here than the baths a worthy physician who has wrought a most excellent cure on me. He then recounted all the circumstances whereat the Pope laughed. Afterwards, still pursuing the topic, the abbot, yielding to the promptings of magnificence, asked a favor of the Pope, who, expecting that he would ask somewhat else than he did, liberally promised to give him whatever he should demand. Whereupon, Holy Father, quoth the abbot, that which I would crave of you is that you restore Gino di Tacco, my physician, to your favor, seeing that among the good men and true and meritorious that I have known, he is by no means of the least account, and for the evil life that he leads I impute it to fortune rather than to him. 
change then his fortune by giving him the means whereby he may live in manner befitting his rank and i doubt not that in a little while your judgment of him will jump with mine whereto the pope being magnanimous and an admirer of good men and true made answer that so he would gladly do if gino should prove to be such as the abbot said and that he would have him brought under safe conduct to rome thither accordingly under safe conduct came gino to the abbot's great delight nor had he been long at court before the pope approved his worth and restored him to his favor granting him a great office to wit that of prior of the hospital whereof he made him knight which office he held for the rest of his life being ever a friend and a vassal of holy church and the abbot of cluny end of day ten the second story